Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I told these guys, you know, get that out of there, but I made the inadvertent comment of shoot the, the item. So the director immediately panned over and shot it. And um, You meant I, get rid I, of it, shoot it. I said, no, 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 get off that shot. <laughs> and unfortunately, once it appears on television, it lives on Google and YouTube and places forever. Hi, I'm John Miller, president of programming for NBC Sports, and I can't wait to be on Off the Beat. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us here today on another episode of Off the Beat Sports. As always, I am your host, Brian Baumgartner. Today, one of my oldest friends at NBC, I am bringing on the person who has currently been at NBC the longest, 44 years, most of which at NBC Sports, John Miller, one of the most influential voices in sports and, of course, at NBC, and one of the only people in the world who can say that they have literally changed sports television. I mean, have you ever turned on the National Dog Show on Thanksgiving? John invented that. Have you ever watched the Winter Classic from the NHL? Well, John invented that. Are you happy that the U.S. Open coverage was back on NBC? Have you ever watched the American Century Championships from Lake Tahoe? Well, John invented that too. One man, and he's here today. Now, when I saw John a couple of weeks ago in Lake Tahoe, I just knew that I had to bring him onto the podcast. In fact, I started doing background research with some of the golf analysts there at NBC. I wanted to do my research because I wanted John to be able to effectively tell his story. You know, there is truly little more inspiring to me than hearing the journeys of people who have risen to greatness in their field. So Sit back, take a listen. I am very happy to introduce to every one of you 
my good friend and someone I can honestly say that I admire in the world of entertainment, John Miller. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning. Left over from the night before. Hi, John. Hi, Brian. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here. You don't know this, but before okay. you agreed to do this, I almost inadvertently uh, had a background research session on you with Steve Sands <laughs> one day after the tournament. <laughs> um, John and I were just in Lake Tahoe for the American Century Championship one of his many babies, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, my favorite week of the year. How was the week for you, first off? It was, uh, now that I'm a little more than a week away from it, Brian, it it all starts to sink in. When you're in there and you're living in the moment, you kind of lose sight of all the things that are happening. And because the team does such a good job, you know, led by Gary Quinn and David Muller, you it's all become so seamless. But I take a few moments, you know, on the way home or the day after and think about everything and realize just how far we've come. This was far and away uh, our best event ever uh, on a whole bunch of different metrics. Um, you know, this is our 33rd year and we had over 67,000 people show <laughs> so up crazy. in Lake Tahoe over four days. Um, <laughs> by way of comparison, for those people who remember when we started this event, this was going to be a one and done. And we lost a lot of money our first year. And we had 3,500 people, 3,500 people over the four days. We let people in for free Tuesday, wow. Wednesday, Thursday, and we charged I think $10 for the weekend. And we, we were so excited. We were so proud of ourselves that we got 3,500 people. And now, <laughs> you know, 33 years later, what this has become. But we also got the highest ratings on television that we've gotten since 2009. Wow. But the other thing is the social media reach was multiple billions with a B. Uh, we've never had that before either. Crazy. And that's due in large part to people like you and Steph Curry and Justin and, and Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey all contributing in such a big way, but then turning around and posting stuff on social media sites that get picked up that, but, you know, to answer your question, it was, it was a great week. Yeah, it certainly was. I, I want to talk some more about that and it's, it's inception and it's history in a little bit. I wanted to start by going back in your history. I mean, I feel like you're only like 52 years old, but you've been at NBC <laughs> now for what, 44 years? I mean, it feels like your entire yeah, in, life. In, uh, <laughs> in October, it'll be 45 years. I started when I was in sixth grade, but that's just what I'll be. It'll be 40, it'll be 45 years. And I've really had this front row seat to watch the business, you know, change and evolve and, whatnot. So it's been a lot of fun. You know, when I first started with NBC, it was just NBC, CBS, and ABC. Right. You know, the people who I work with love to say that I was around when it was just black and white television. Not quite, <laughs> but close. But there was no cable. There was no satellite. There was certainly nothing like streaming or, or any of the things that we have now. But, you know, you get to watch all this stuff unfold and have a front row seat for it. And it's, and it's fun. And what it what you learn is that content is still the most important thing. And if you have a good product, people will find it and watch it and, and do all that. So that to me is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. You grew up in Bethesda. Is that yep. right? Bethesda, Maryland, Bethesda, Maryland. My, my mom was originally from Washington, DC. My dad was from New York who moved down to the DC area in the mid fifties and, and they got married in 55 and, I have a brother and a sister, but that's where our family was from. So growing up in the D.C. area my whole life until I went to college. Were you interested in sports? Were you interested in entertainment or both? Oh, yeah. I was a, I was a sports junkie as a kid. You know, I, I followed 
you know, at that time, I followed the Washington Redskins. The Washington Senators were my baseball team that got taken away from me when I was 13 years old and was at that final game at RFK Stadium where we stormed the field and got tear gassed and the Senators lost in a forfeit. We didn't have a hockey team. The Capitals didn't come until much later, um, and we didn't really have a basketball team. The, the Washington Wizards were the Baltimore Bullets, but I wasn't really into basketball. The sport I actually played a lot as a kid was tennis, and I was a okay. tennis junkie and spent a lot of time you know, following pro tennis. Never really followed golf much at all until I met my wife and her father and her brother kind of turned me on to golf and basically said, if you're going to ever succeed in business, you better learn this game. <laughs> so, but that's, I was a big sports junkie as a kid growing up. Yeah. But never, I, I'll be honest with you, Brian, I never thought that my career would lead me to this. I mean, it was, uh, this has been such a great ride. It's been so much fun. You, you mentioned this. I, I, I did not know this story until some, some research was done. You and your little brother, you were taken away by security after storming the field. You just mentioned that. H how old were you at this point? So this was 1971. So I was like 13 or 14 years old and my little okay. brother was 10. And it was the last Senators home game against the Yankees. And the Senators had this great big star named Frank Howard, who was known as the Washington Monument. He was six foot eight and he waved a baseball bat like a toothpick. Senators were down, I think, three to two in the bottom of the seventh or whatever, and they grooved a pitch to Howard. He hits a three-run home run and the place goes crazy. And we stormed the field and, you know, the game never finished. And they had wow. police come out on horseback and herded us all to the right field bullpen and held us all there. And there was no subway or anything like that. We lost the guys who we were with. So, you know, I didn't get home till two o'clock in the morning. Needless to say, my dad was not too happy with me because I was <laughs> responsible for my little brother. But that was uh, <laughs> that was a very fond memory. <laughs> that I had. Yeah. You head off to Ohio and go to Miami University and your degree is in business administration. When does your interest start turning to, to entertainment, to media? So when I was in college, I went to Miami. I did all four years there. And I, um, I was involved my junior and senior year, well, senior year, really, with a program uh, that was an advertising and marketing-based program that really opened up my eyes to the marketing and advertising world. Uh, we handled two different brands the first semester we worked on. Borden Foods, mm -hmm. the Cremora brand, and the second semester we worked for Wendy's. And I was really fascinated with the advertising and marketing world. And when I got out of college, I knew I wanted to come back east. I had a cousin at the time who was representing uh, television for Metro Media, and he was selling local advertising for those television stations, but he was based in Chicago. And that to me sounded like a lot of fun. You could sell advertising time. So I pitched a bunch of jobs in DC, um, didn't get any of them, finally got an offer from Channel 4 WRC, which was an owned NBC station to become what was called the Maven, which was somebody they would train in all the different aspects of local television. And I was 21 years old okay. and I took it. And I, um, I spent time learning sales service and research and all the different things that go on behind the scenes at a television station. And then I wanted to sell. I got kind of bored with doing all that. And they already had a sales force. So I said, give me the yellow pages and let me have the city of Baltimore. Because nobody ever wanted to go up to Baltimore to call on potential advertisers and the yellow pages. And I kind of created my own list. And I did that for three years and then eventually, you know, took that and moved to New York to sell for NBC in New York. Wow. So WRC, that was your first job out of college. Yeah, I, pretty much. I, when I was in college, I was involved in importing a game that you play on the beach called Smash Ball with two big wooden paddles and a rubber uh, ball. And okay. I did that yeah, in the yeah. summers to kind of put my myself through school. But yeah, my first real job with you know a serious weekly paycheck was was working for NBC starting in October of 1978. Wow. So you, I understand there you cross paths with George Michael. <laughs> and I, I don't know if this, 
this is the story that I hear that that you were playing kind of a, a precursor to to fantasy baseball with your friends right. at this time. Well, wow, you've really done some homework, Brian. I, I mean, these are well. Listen, <laughs> I, I've got a great team, and I, this was occurring to me too because I think a lot of people, you know, think of Sports Center and ESPN as being the first like highlight show, stat shows, or whatever. But George Michael, uh, which ultimately became the sports machine, started. And part of this, as I understand it, started out of you're playing fantasy baseball and there was yeah. no way to get stats, right? That's right. I had two really good friends down in D.C. And this is in 1979, 1980. We would go to Orioles games and we would come back. And this is really a precursor to fantasy baseball. We would play Stratomatic baseball. Okay. Stratomatic baseball was this board game, and we would play for hours and hours and hours, and we had a blast doing it. And then we obviously followed Major League Baseball very closely. We were all baseball junkies, and the only way we could get scores would be to call King Wally's sports phone in New York, and it was like a 900 number, and every time you called, it cost you 50 cents. And I said, this is nuts. (laughs) So George Michael comes to work at WRC as the local sports anchor in Washington. And, you know, I was the youngest guy on the staff by a lot. And he comes to me and says, can you help and find ways to drive new value here? And so we wanted to create uh, our own version of a sports phone. And we were told that WRC was not licensed. Uh, You had to have special permission from the FCC to do a sports phone. So what we decided to do was create a 15-minute Sunday night highlight show, and we piggybacked the highlight show and basically set the phone up that way so that you could almost hear the broadcast on the sports phone. We finally got permission for it, and it became George Michael's sports line to go along with George Michael's sports final. And we would do a 15-minute highlight show, and that's quite honestly – George Michael was so far ahead of his time because he was doing highlights of NASCAR and wrestling and bull riding long before anybody really followed these sports, along with your regular baseball, basketball, NFL highlights and stuff like that. And then our phone, our phone, we had a phone bank of a hundred lines and we sold, we couldn't sell advertising on the phone, but we sold it for the show. And then we branded people on the phone and that's how it all got started. And that really was the precursor to what sports center is now. It was all the George Michael sports final, which became the sports machine. That is crazy. I mean, (laughs) this seems like such a long time ago in 2005, even the only way to get ratings from the night before was to call a hotline phone number. And from the makeup trailer, every morning I would call the line and we would find out where we did the night before. And I would try to offer, just like George, I would try to offer analysis as to why we were up or down the night before. As I said to Mike Schur, like, well, last night there was an NBA, very special Lakers-Celtics game on. So that's why our number might be a little low. Anyway, that, but it's crazy now when you can access everything with just, you know, your finger on your phone that that that's where we started but yeah i mean people people give it to sports center or think of sports center as as the first but really that sports machine that's where yeah, george michael was that was the first you know highlight show it was weekly sunday night and he had these big fake tape machines that he would stand in front of that he pretended to push the button right. had the widest knot on his tie that you would ever see um but he was crazy but a lot of people you know, Lindsay Zarniak, who's now, you know, all over television, was on ESPN and does some stuff for NBC. She started out there. A lot of really bright young stars got their start working for George Michael at WRC in Washington. Well, clearly you have an innovative spirit and mind. You join NBC in 78. How how were you hired by NBC? So I was pitching jobs and I finally, you know, I got into uh see the people at wrc and the head of sales you know said look we don't hire anybody who doesn't have experience but they're starting this new program called the maven program i'm going to send you up to new york and let you interview for the maven program so i drove to new york city 
and stayed in a hotel and went in and interviewed with a man named Bud Hirsch, who at the time I, I didn't know much about, but it turned out he was a legend in the business. And I went in and pitched him on why he should hire me. And I brought him a smash ball set and we played smash ball in his office. <laughs> he happened to love tennis. So he, he, he enjoyed that. And he said, you know what? I'm going to give you a shot. So he hired me as the first NBC maven. And basically that was to learn all the different aspects of how a local television station runs and operates with an idea that I would eventually grow up through the ranks and become a general manager of an NBC owned television station. And that was what my initial career path was supposed to be when I started with NBC in 1978. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And then in 81, you moved to New York. Why go to New York? How did the path change for you? So I was selling locally for the NBC station in Washington, which is where I worked with George. And then I realized that if I wanted to grow my career, I needed to get to New York. So I was 24. 
and I moved to uh, 30 Rock and I sold national advertising for all of the NBC owned television stations. And at that time, NBC owned five television stations, New York, Chicago, L.A., Washington and Cleveland. So I sold all the all the local advertising to national advertisers that were based in New York. Um, and I did that for about three, three years and enjoyed it, but realized that spot television and the station's business was really not where I saw my career heading. And I saw other opportunities out there. And I found out about these guys who sell network sports. And I thought, wow, what an incredible job that must be. You know, if you love sports and you like television and you're and you enjoy selling, that's the perfect combination. And so I there was a man named Jim Burnett, who was a legendary sports sales figure uh, who I was introduced to. And I basically stalked him. And I'm not kidding you, Brian. He he would take the bus in and I would arrange to be on the corner when his bus would let out in the morning. I would three or four buses would go by. And then Jim Burnett would get off the bus right at the corner of 50th and 6th Avenue, right at 30 Rock. And I would walk in the building with him. I would go up to the commissary on the seventh floor. We would sit and have breakfast. And I would pitch him and pick his brain. And for three months, I would do this, you know, two or three days a week until finally, I think he got tired of me badgering him. And he (laughs) said, I want you to come work for us, which did not go over very well with the group that I was currently working for, but I made the decision that that was the way I needed to go. So I ended up going and working. I went to work for NBC sports sales in 1985. And that's how I got into the sports side of the business. And was that tied to that childhood passion for you for sports? Like, was that the most fun thing that you could think about doing? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, at the time in 1985, so that was the year that the Bears had this dominant NFL team that was, you know, the Jim McMahon, Walter Payton, you know, Chicago Bears. The Redskins still had a strong team in the Giants. So the NFL was very strong. And I was a big baseball fan. And here's NBC Sports that has the AFC package in football, that has Major League Baseball and the World Series, which they alternate with ABC. They have Wimbledon, they have the French Open, they have uh, a modest golf package. They don't have the Olympics yet. The Olympics didn't come along until 1988, but they had a big college basketball offering and they had a bunch of New Year's Day bowl games. And to me, this was what, what a great thing to be able to go out and sell all these different properties that I followed as a fan that I could talk passionately about and hopefully get other people excited about it as well. So I did that for about three, three and a half to four years. um, And then I moved over into programming. Uh, Fast forwarding a little bit, you created the sports ventures unit uh, at NBC. Can you, can you, can you describe to me and to our listeners a little bit about, about what that was and how that was fairly unique uh, as sure. Well. I would love to tell you that it was a moment of brilliance and inspiration. That wasn't it at all. In 1990 or 1989, actually, we lost Major League Baseball um, in what was an incredibly disappointing and um, hard pill to swallow because baseball had been in the walls at NBC for 40 years. We had done the game of the week, you know, with Tony Kubek and Joe Caragiola. And, you know, that's where Bob Costas got his start, et cetera. But CBS came in and made a bid and kind of knocked us out of the baseball business. And so in the spring of 1989, knowing that that was going to be our last year doing baseball, uh, NBC had been sold to General Electric. They were owned by RCA. They'd been sold to General Electric. And General Electric decided to put a new head of NBC Sports in. And they replaced my boss, a guy named Arthur Watson, with Dick Ebersol. Now, Dick Ebersol was a legendary figure in entertainment. He created Saturday Night Live with Lauren Michaels. He created Friday Night Videos. He's really a, a television impresario. Um, and they put him in charge of NBC Sports. 
And I remember he came in to, uh, to meet with us and he, um, he basically let a lot of people go. And he basically brought me into his office and said, I can't let everybody go. So I'm going to give you a year, but you have to replace 30 weeks of baseball. Um, but you have no money to spend. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, you know, on the one hand, so my wife and I, we had a three-year-old son at home and my wife was five or six months pregnant with our next son. And I was sure I was going to be out of work. So I came home and I said to Jan, well, the good news is I'm not losing my job. The bad news is I've got to find 30 weeks of programming and I have no money at all to spend. And so we created this sports ventures unit um, and we did things like the NFL quarterback challenge and the NFL run to daylight and the NFL's fastest man and the escape from Alcatraz. And we made a deal with Miller Lite to bring the AVP pro beach volleyball to television. And one of the things that we decided to do was to create our own golf tournament that we would own. And that's how the NBC sports ventures unit came about. Now NBC sports ventures is still around and we own Obviously, the American Century, we are partners on the PNC Championship in December that Tiger and Charlie Woods plays in. Uh, We own the National Dog Show on Thanksgiving Day, another event we created, the All-American High School football game in January in San Antonio. So we have a bunch of different properties that fall under that umbrella. But it was all started because we had to come up with programming and we didn't have any money to spend. So that's how we, we got sponsors to underwrite the shows and that's how we did it. I mean, this is where I think probably likely, right. Your sales experience and expertise from early on come into play. So you not only have to acquire events or, or create events, but because you have no money, you have to marry sponsors with those events, people that will pay for it in order to just get it made. And then, and and then hope it does, right? I mean, that's 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 the entirety. That's, that's of- exactly right. And yeah. you know, I my father was a salesman. His father was a salesman. I, I've always, you know, kind of feel nothing happens until you sell something. And my feeling is, if you have a product that you believe in and you can deliver good value, um, you should never be ashamed of 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 going out there and asking people to support it. Um, and there have been things that I've had to sell that I didn't love, obviously, but the stuff that you create that you feel passionate about, you, you, you know, you go all out to make it work. And that's how, you know, Tahoe kind of got started. Yeah. So, I mean, certainly one of the other properties we haven't mentioned much is the national dog show. Um, I, I want to start by reading what pure dog wrote about this event. John Miller, president of programming at NBC Sports, is the mind behind what's been called one of the most perfect pieces of television programming ever. <laughs> I've never, I haven't read that. It's dogs and it's Thanksgiving. It's family. It's like, you know, there's a couple of NFL games on that day. And other than that, I, I mean, I don't know how many times I've done it. You watch the dog show and you pick a dog and you argue with your family about it. And it's a lot of fun. And the research indicates that Jan, your wife, uh, brought home best in show. Is this true? The oh movie- yeah, it's, it's absolutely true, Brian. So it was January <laughs> of 2002 and it was a really nasty January Saturday night. And we had some friends coming over for pizza and we had a couple of bottles of wine and Jan had gone to Blockbuster. I don't know if anybody remembers Blockbuster, Yes, but she brought home the movie Best in Show. I'm a big Eugene Levy fan. Right. Um, I'm a head of the Sid Dithers fan club for those of you who watched (laughs) SCTV. But so we watched Best in Show. I thought it was hysterical. Everybody goes home. I stay up. I watch it a second time. I, I thought it was so funny. So on Monday, I go into work and I grab one of our interns. And I said, hey, Danny, find out for me what the second oldest dog show in America is. 
because I had obviously thought that Westminster, Westminster in New York was the oldest dog show in America, right? So he comes into the office about 45 minutes later and he says, well, the second oldest dog show in America is the Westminster Kennel Club. I said, well, what's the oldest? He says, well, the oldest is the Kennel Club of Philadelphia. It, it predates the Westminster show by five years. And I said, wow, I've never even heard of that. Does it still exist? And he says, well, there's a phone number and a guy named Wayne Ferguson is listed as the president of the Kennel Club of Philadelphia. So NBC had lost football and we lost football at that time. And we were kind of in the wilderness on Thanksgiving Day. And, you know, it was, you know, I, I didn't know that we were going to end up that day. But so I call, I cold called Wayne Ferguson and I introduced myself to him over the phone and I think he thought it was probably a crank call. I said, this is John Miller. I'm with NBC. I'd like to talk to you about your show. And he kind of laughed and he said, well, we have a bench show. He's got a very deep voice, you know, he's very, very deep. Well, John, you know, we're a bench show, which is, I didn't know what a bench show was. A bench show is a four day show. And the dogs who show up have to be there all four days. So I said, well, we don't want all four days. We just like to take one of your days. <laughs> and he says, well, it's a little bit more complicated. I said, well, can I come down and see you? So Kevin Monahan, who worked with me at NBC, and I went down to Philadelphia and we took Wayne Ferguson to lunch and we told him that, you know, did he ever have any interest in having his dog show on television? Now, I'm doing this all freely. I don't have permission right. to do this. Nobody watch told me to do this. I'm just <laughs> doing this, right? <laughs> You'd watch Christopher Guest's movie twice, right, right? And now it's like, oh no, this is what we're gonna. Do. I love this. Okay, keep going. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so he said, "Yeah, if you want to take one of the days, you can. If as long as you cover the cost of doing the show that day, I said that won't be a problem." So then, so we kind of make it. We shake hands and we come back to New York, and I called Michael Crawford. Who Michael Crawford I knew from his days at Nestle had gone to run, he was the CMO, the chief marketing officer of Purina. And I knew that Purina was shut out of the Westminster show because that was owned by Pedigree, which was a competing dog food brand. This is unbelievable. So I called Michael up and we connected and I said, hey, Michael, if we ever put a dog show on NBC, do you think Purina would sponsor it? And he said, John, if you could put a dog show on NBC, we would absolutely be there. So now I have a dog show and I have a sponsor. So I go in to see Dick Eversall and Dick, to his credit, had heard me come up with some crazy ideas, you know, obviously Tahoe and all this other stuff. And I go in to see him and I said, I have an idea. And he says, what is it? And I says, I, I want us to do a dog show. And he points to his door and he said, get out. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm not, we're not doing a dog show. We've lost the NFL. There's a good chance we're probably not going to renew the NBA. We're out of the baseball business. People are going to write that NBC Sports is going to the dogs. That was his line to me. And I said, well, Dick, I'm not going to brand it as NBC Sports. We'll brand it just as NBC. He said, I don't know, John. You think people would ever watch a dog show? I said, yeah, I think they would. He said, well, when do you want to run it? And I said, and I thought about it, and I said, why don't we put it on Thanksgiving Day after the parade? We're, we're running It's a Wonderful Life. Everybody's seen it a million times. We're doing right. one rating maybe. And it's kind of in the public domain. So let's try something different. He says, well, give Jeff Zucker a call and go up and see him and see what he thinks. So I go up to see Zucker and I present the idea and I tell him when I want to do it. And he says, well, let's try it for a year and see if it works. So we did it that first year. We got John O'Hurley. I remember the phone call I made to O'Hurley. He answers the phone. I go, woof, woof. And that's a <laughs> running joke today. And he, uh, he agreed to do it. And we got David Fry who was a unbelievable expert on dogs to right. be our host and co-host. So we get it done. January, uh, November of 22 of 2002 was our first year. Um, and the show runs, I'm actually out in Canton, Ohio. Uh, Cause that's where my wife's family is from and it's Thanksgiving weekend. And I've taken the boys to go see the movie Jackass uh, that Friday morning to stay away from the shopping malls. Right. And to get him out of the house and my phone ring and it's Ebersol, it's Dick. And he says, where are you? Do you have a good Thanksgiving? And I'm saying, yeah. I said, why is he calling me on the Friday after Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's usually not good when your boss yeah. calls you 
on a Friday morning at like 11, 1130. He said, uh, John, have you seen the numbers from the dog show yet? And I said, no, Dick, I don't have my computer here and I haven't seen any overnights. He said, okay, just sit tight. Jeff Zucker's going to be calling you. So I'm now out in the lobby of this theater. And if anybody <laughs> listening has ever been in one of these big 10 plex movie theaters, you know, the carpeting has all these crazy patterns on the floor. I paced that carpeting for what seemed like forever. I memorized the, the pattern on that carpeting at that theater. And sure enough, like four minutes later, the phone rings and it's Zucker. And he says, hey, John, how you doing? I said, I'm, I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And, uh, he said, um, Did you see the numbers on your dog show? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, this thing bombed. I, I said, no, I haven't seen it yet. He says, well, what were you, what did you think it was going to do? I said, well, It's a Wonderful Life was doing a one rating. Research came back and told me that maybe we would do like a one four or one five. He said, remind me to talk to the research folks. So I'm like, oh, this is not good. I said, <laughs> what did it do? He said it did a seven and a half rating. <laughs> oh, Other than the parade and some NFL playoff games, it's the highest rating on NBC for the year. <laughs> Oh my how much God. longer do we have it? I, I said, what do you mean? He says, well, how long a deal did you make? And I said, Jeff, we created it. We didn't, we didn't, you know, we, we made it up. He said, you mean the national dog show hasn't been around forever? I looked at that logo. It looked like it had been around forever. I said, well, the kennel club of Philadelphia has been around forever, but this show, this was the first year. And he laughed. And so, so 20 some odd years later, you know, it's, um, here we are. <laughs> Regularly, over 20 million viewers watch right. the National Dog Show. It's un- uh, unbelievable. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We talked a little bit about before. I certainly want to hit it again. The American Century Championship, as you said, um, created uh, when you you lost baseball and needed to fill 30 weeks. Um, it has morphed into an enormous success, a, a, a feel-good story. Um, for you, your most fun week of the year? Oh, easily. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. I'll tell you a couple little anecdotes or stories about the event. So if you notice, you see the same faces working the driving range, the putting green, the the bag drop, the facilities, security, the whole thing. You see the same faces every year. Most of those guys are my former interns who have worked as interns at NBC Sports and have gone on to really big jobs, but always take a week off and come back and work this event. Mike Milthorpe, um, runs the event for us and has been involved with the event since day one, has been the tournament director for 32 years, does a spectacular job. I don't think there's anybody who runs as tight a ship running an event as Mike Milthorpe does. But, you know, that's one of the reasons it runs so well. I have, There are a couple of rules that we have. You can have as much fun as you want. You can stay out and do whatever you want to do. But we have a 6.15 a.m. meeting every morning. And you better be there and be ready to go. And nobody ever misses misses it. And guys are ready to go. And, you know, most of the guys are in bed by 9 or 10 o'clock at night. I'm not one of them, but <laughs> but it's uh, but but it's, I think, one of the reasons why it runs so smoothly. And because everybody has everybody else's back. I think the thing that you notice when you're in Tahoe, everybody is smiling. Everybody's having a good time. One of the things that I've started to notice more the past four or five years is how many young boys and girls show up. Yeah, You know, I, I love nothing more than to see a family show up with their young kids. And this is their first introduction to golf. And they're there not because they know anything about golf, but because they're an Aaron Rodgers fan or they're a Pat Mahomes fan or they're a Travis Kelsey or Steph Curry or Justin Timberlake or Nick Jonas or whoever it may be. But they get to see their idols or their their superstars very close up the guys all are nice we don't allow any jerks we have a no jerk policy um and they see these guys playing golf and all of a sudden for them wow if justin timberlake is playing golf if pat mahomes is playing golf if steph curry's playing golf golf must be pretty cool maybe i yeah. should try to play golf and i think that helps grow the game and at the end of the day NBC has an enormous interest in golf, not only with the Golf Channel, but all of our PGA Tour, USGA, RNA, LPGA, you know, Ryder Cup relationships. So for us, that's a good thing if we can help grow the game. Yeah. You know, look, during an NFL game or a NBA game where you're focused, you have to perform in a certain way, and this is your job and, and means a lot, there's something about the game of golf that strips all of that stuff away and it becomes just a group of people who are trying their best to play this game that is so difficult there's no booing that there really isn't it's really like 
We're happy to be out here. We're happy to see you struggling, and we are ready to celebrate a great shot, you know, that you hit because we acknowledge this. You aren't a pro, right? That That's exactly right. And everybody there, I think everybody cheers for everybody. And it becomes a golf tournament on the back nine on Sunday, and we, we all get that. And we've got really good, highly skilled golfers like Tony Romo and Malk Mulder and who can play and play at a very high level. But for, for everybody else, they're there doing something that you're right is not natural to them. It's very hard. They're doing it on a big stage. I am so impressed with the guys who show up, you know, eight to 12 handicaps, put their games on display. uh, And for the first time that fairway is lined with 5,000 people on either side. That's a lot different than a Sunday morning, $5 Nassau at the, at your country club. Yes. No, for, for sure. Well, I love it. It certainly is a part of your your legacy and major celebrity events, major sports events that everybody knows about. Everybody knows about the American Century Championship in Lake Tahoe, and I, I get asked about it all year long. You talked a little bit ago about some guys that we've talked about on this podcast in a different context, uh, Jeff Zucker. Dick Ebersole, I will share with you briefly a story in case you haven't heard it, that Kevin Riley talked about when the office numbers started coming in. He remember, he tells a story of Dick Ebersole with his hands pounding on the table, wanted the office killed uh, early on. Kevin obviously convinced (laughs) Dick and the aforementioned Mr. Zucker to keep it around a little bit longer were you aware of the show oh yeah no i was i was a fan early on i've been a you know i've been a watcher i mean it's amazing how how much bigger it's gotten since it stopped you know that that feeling about the office initially you know in television there are two things that everybody's got a quick trigger if it doesn't work right away it's done there is a trophy room at 30 rock and if when you're back in new york i will take you to it in this trophy room are some of NBC's great mistakes. And by that, I mean, there is a letter from Steven Spielberg asking to become an intern where he's rejected. (laughs) There's Bob Hope wanting to do a television show, and he's told, no, there's not a space for you. But my favorite, my favorite of all of them, is that the guy who was head of research at NBC in the late 80s, early 90s, was a man named George Hooper, and Bill Rubens, and these guys, very smart guys, and they had been pitched a show by a guy named Rick Ludwin, you know, innovative guy, and he brought this concept to NBC called the Seinfeld Chronicles, and they tested it a few times, and the research came back and said, this show will never make it. This is, we don't waste our time. Don't put any more effort into it, and (laughs) Rick Ludwin, to his credit, was like a pit bull, And they continue to push for it. And obviously, we now know the story of Seinfeld. But in this trophy room is the research letter that was written to all the different senior executives at NBC after the screening and after the testing, where they strongly recommend that they not go forward with this show. It's unbelievable. I have not. You are are (laughs) the first person who has told me about this. I want the tour. There at 30 yeah, Rock. I'll of give that. you the tour. There's some great stuff at 30 oh. Rock that you'll get a kick out of. Um, something that I talked to Steve Sands about the important role, John, that you've had in the acquisition of some of NBC's biggest sports franchises. My understanding is you have led the acquisition of NASCAR, Formula One, USGA, Premier League, uh, NHL. In fact, you can talk about it or not, but I understand if they'd let you get more involved with NBC would still have the NHL today. <laughs> well, that's, you know, you can't, you can't look back on that, but you know, one of the things I'm proud of with the NHL, we had a great run with the NHL for almost 16 years. Uh, we first acquired it in 2006 and 2021 was our last year. But one of the things that I was you know, able to create was the NHL winter classic on new year's day. Yeah. which still exists even though it airs someplace else. So <laughs> that's my gift to Gary Bettman and NHL fans, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, 
being in the role I'm in, I've had a chance to, you know, be part of acquiring and, and also losing properties. I mean, we had Formula One. It's now on ESPN. ESPN recently renewed it. They do a terrific job with it. It's a great sport. But, you know, I was involved in acquiring Notre Dame football back in 1990 when we first got it. Um, the USGA is obviously something I'm very proud of and the Ryder Cup. And obviously our PGA Tour relationship has been something that's been ongoing that existed before I got there. But I like to think that our team really helped enhance our golf presence and relationship. And then obviously when Comcast acquired NBC in 2011 and they brought the Golf Channel along, that really elevated our golf investment uh, to where it is now. So it's that, that part's been a lot of fun. And then I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is that, you know, we brought the English Premier League to NBC back in 2012. And we just recently, this past winter, renewed it for six more seasons. And that's a great property that we really feel is, is uh, continuing to grow and thrive. And I've been very lucky to be involved with that. Notre Dame football. Should they stay in independent and keep their contract here with NBC or should they join somewhere, John? I certainly hope so. I mean, they, they like being independent. They've certainly shown that they're probably the only school out there that could survive as an independent. They have tremendous leadership with Father Jenkins and Jack Swarbrick. They have a great new young coach in Marcus Freeman who's doing a spectacular job of recruiting. We've enjoyed a 32-year relationship with them that has been you know, as good as any partnership we have. And I certainly hope they maintain their independence. I know there's a lot of noise in the college football space with the super conferences being formed with the SEC and the Big Ten, and Notre Dame's going to have some decisions. But that's the nice thing about Notre Dame is that they've put themselves in a position where they have choices. Yeah. And, they, and the other thing about Notre Dame that I have found in dealing with them, they will always do the right thing. That's what's great about Notre Dame. Yeah. That's awesome. Obviously, at the American Century Championship, when we finished on Sunday afternoon, everybody got on a plane and had to fly over to Scotland and immediately right. begin working and broadcasting live from St. Andrews. What an incredible tournament and oh, certainly last day. I, I was so proud. T Tommy Roy and his team and Tom Randolph, who produces Tahoe and you know, Joe Martin, the director, and Molly Solomon and Mark Loomis, who run that part of our business. They did such a great job. And, I, you know, it was such compelling television. I'm a huge, huge Roy McElroy fan. I think he is an exceptional golfer and an even better person. I think the way he stepped up into this leadership role has been so impressive. And I've watched him. I remember following him when he won the U.S. Open at, at Congressional in 2011. Um, and I, you know, and I was rooting hard for him, but Cam Smith, I mean, shooting 30 on the back nine with how many one putts? I mean, we all would love to be able to putt like that under pressure at the biggest moment at the home of golf. I mean, that, that, that's a performance that will go down, you know, in history, you know, this has been a great year for majors with Scotty Scheffler winning Augusta and Matt Fitzpatrick, you know, winning the U.S. Open at Brookline where he won the amateur in 13. I mean, if you're a golf fan, there's really good, good high-end golf out there to watch. So it's it's great. PGA Tour, these some of these young players are outstanding. Yeah, it's it's really fun. And I, I know that you and I have talked about, I play in the event on the Corn Ferry Tour in the BMW in Greenville, South Carolina. And I remember, you know, <laughs> you play with those guys. And you, you, you leave shaking your head going, how are these guys not on the big tour? And then you realize like 15 seconds later, they are, you know, I mean, playing with guys who are immediately and you're like, oh, okay, well, this is just part of the process and part of the work that they have to put in to get there. The state of golf after the pandemic, it's as strong as ever. Are you optimistic about golf's future? I am. Look, there's a lot of noise out there about about live golf. And I have my own personal opinions about, about it. Um, but I think that the PGA tour, um, has great leadership. I'm a big Jay Monahan fan. I think that the quality of, of, of good golfers out there between Roy McElroy and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and John Rahm and, and, and guys like that. I think that 
this is uh, obviously a difficult time that that everybody's navigating, but I I feel very good about the product and the quality of the product. I feel strongly about our U.S. Open. I still feel very bullish about the game. Awesome. And the ratings for the PGA Tour, the ratings for the Open this past weekend, ratings for American Century, I mean, people are watching and following golf. So I feel really good about that. Yeah. Well, it it certainly feels like whenever you're trying to get a tee time anywhere, golf is 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 as big as big as it's ever been. Uh, I want to close, John. I want to talk. Go back to Tahoe one time and the story that you told me this last weekend, and the kind of pressure that John is under, even in an environment where we're we're trying to have a little fun. Um, the 17th hole at Lake Tahoe. It's it's on along the beach. And by the way, there are now multiple thousand people on this little par three hole. And uh, you told me about the time you started getting word. John's plugged into the broadcast. We're going live on NBC um, where there was a there was a certain doll that was there in the (laughs) in the crowd. There was an inflatable um, sex doll. uh, That's the best way to put it there. Yeah. An inflatable uh, sex doll. Right. It was about six to seven feet in length and probably two feet in diameter. And it appeared on the um, on the 17th green on Saturday afternoon uh, in during the Michael Jordan, Jerry Rice, I believe, Ray Allen match. And I noticed it. Somebody pointed it out to me and I um, told these guys you know, get that out of there. But I made the inadvertent comment of shoot the, the item. So the director immediately panned over and shot it. And you meant I, get rid of I, it, shoot it. I said, no, 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 no. Get off that shot. <laughs> and unfortunately, once it appears on television, it lives on Google and YouTube and places forever. So the next morning they had patrols out there with armed guards looking to make sure that we didn't have an incident like that again. The young lady who had brought the item up to the green immediately jumped on it and swam out to a bachelorette party where she was (laughs) chased by the Lake Tahoe Coast Guard (laughs) and they took off. But, you know, those are the kind of things you don't expect. They don't it's never put in the job description. So, no, it's it's not live TV. Uh, John, I want to thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Your career starting in the sixth grade. Uh, at NBC and now being at NBC for 44 years, um, it speaks for itself. Are you the longest tenured NBC employee? Yeah, I, I think I am. I'm, I'm the are. old man. I'm the wow. old man of the building. You know, I, I keep my head down, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the longest serving senior executive there. So as long as they keep me around, I, I don't want to go anywhere. So I'm, I'm very happy there. So hopefully they'll keep me around a little while longer. One of my favorite people by far. Well, certainly my favorite person who is still at NBC, John Miller. Um, th- <laughs> well, Brian, thank you. thank you. You've become such a big part of the event. So it's great having you there. I always get that big hug when I see you. It makes the whole week get off to a great start. Great. Thank you, John. Thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure, Brian. Take care. John, I can't thank you enough for dropping in today and having a conversation with me. It was a pleasure, as always, and I personally will be looking forward to what you come up with next for NBC. Thank you all out there for listening and uh, for coming back week after week. You're the greatest. (laughs) Well, maybe not say the grand poobah of NBC sports greatest, but you're the greatest. Nonetheless, I'm joking. I kid because I love next week. We're going to be back with another fantastic guest that, well, you're just going to be so excited about. How do I know that? Well, I just know, and you're just going to have to trust me. We'll see you next time. Off the beat is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. 
Our producers are Diego Tapia, Liz Hayes, Hannah Harris, and Emily Carr. Our talent producer is Ryan Papa Zachary, and our intern is Sammy Katz. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend, Creed Bratton, and the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega. The Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.